As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome into the Under Center podcast brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Union Local 281. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bears finishing the season 8-8. Eight and eight. We're also going to talk about what happens now. I'm Lawrence Holmes, sitting down with Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, Matt Forte, and Olin Krutz, and you're listening to the Under Center Podcast. What it means to me to be a Chicago Bear, it's an easy question. It means everything to me. It means rich tradition, uh, black and blue division, defense, legends, linebackers. The history of it. I mean, I'm a big history guy, so... Understanding this was one of the first franchises just kind of blows my mind, honestly, that I was able to be a part of that. The city, uh, just the, the nostalgia of playing for a storied franchise, the storied franchise of the running back position with guys like Gail Sayers and Walter Payton and being able to follow in those footsteps. So being a Bear means everything. I mean, what more can you say? Fire sprinklers don't work without water. Get your building's fire pump tested ASAP. Go to sprinklerfitterschicago.org or call 708-597-1800. Sprinkler Fitters Union Local 281, protecting Chicagoland for over 100 years. We start the podcast talking with you about the Bears' win alongside the Bears' legends, Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, Matt Forte, and Olin Krutz. I'm Lawrence Holmes. And you're inside the Under Center podcast as the Bears win 21-19 over the Minnesota Vikings. But they had to come back to do it against a team that was shorthanded. All right, I want to ask you guys, we're not going to spend a lot of time dissecting Bears versus Vikings today. Thank you. But I do want to ask you a question. What does it mean that in a game where a bunch of people were not playing for Minnesota, that the Bears had to (laughs) rally at the end of the game to win it. Does it mean anything? Yeah, it does because it represents their season, right? Mm -hmm. Two turnovers, a safety, and you come away with nine points. Yep. They have a problem scoring points. At the end of the game, they got to rally to beat a bunch of backups to kick yet again another field goal. Mm -hmm. In a game where you're averaging five yards a carry running the ball, uh, uh, Montgomery had a great day running the ball. The Bears had a really good day running the ball, yet – what does Coach Nagy tell us the problem with the offense is? The, the run game. Game. Yes. The problem with the offense is they Scoring can't score points. points. Right, you got to score points. Touchdowns. You got to score touchdowns. And, and that's not just on the offensive side of the ball. You look at the defense, and the defense is giving up 17 points. Well, they gave up 19 today. I mean, against a bunch of backups. And Third I didn't like running it. backs. I didn't like it. Quarterback. I mean, you look at the first play of the game, this kid broke for what, 60-yard run? And then you get the turnover, then you get another turnover, and all of a sudden you got two turnovers in the first six minutes of the game. Takeaway. Two takeaways, sorry. Two takeaways in the first six minutes of the game, and you have six points. 
you're not able to put those in end zone. You got to be able to put it in end zone. If not, then you're going to be back in the same spot next year. This is a book we've read before. You know, mm-hmm. the Bears struggle to uh, beat a, a backup quarterback or a backup uh, opponent, and they find a way to win at the end of the game. And, you know, before there was praise that we had to, that us as analysts, either we had to combat or we congratulated that praise. But with this win, this to me is just kind of some of the same, the same old story. The Bears are fighting to beat backups. It's the same old story. I mean, you, you look at the first half, got two takeaways and a total of 11 points. Then they come out in the uh, third quarter, and it was the first touchdown drive to have eight runs, one pass. And it was like Coach Nagy was like, you know what, forget this. Let's just run the ball just to say we ran it. Mm. And it started working for them, and they ended up putting up more points on the board, actually, actually scoring touchdowns. So um, it's just evident of the entire season. Uh, and just tells a story of, you know, like the poll question, you know, how confident are we in that they will fix the issues in 2020? I'm saying somewhat because I'm not really sure that he will change his philosophy of, you know, needing to run the ball. Does he, not realize, does he not realize, like, if you don't change this philosophy, you're going to get fired. Well, It's going to happen. And the thing, though, is, too, if you looked at 2018, when they were plus 12, I think it was, in a turnover differential, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, okay, they can't duplicate that again. They can't lead the league in turn, uh, takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um if they don't, what has to happen? The offense has to take a step. Mm-hmm. They have to score more points. Well, the offense actually took a step back this year. Yep. Yep. And you could say health, their, their health issues was another problem, right? Last year, they were extraordinarily healthy. Yep. They only had four guys on IR. Mm-hmm. If, if they have those turnovers again and they are healthy, guys like Akeem Hicks, Trevathan, Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. Kyle Long, Trey Burton, if they're all here, you may be looking at a playoff team, right? Correct. But what what had to take a step if those things didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Offense. That was the offense. offense. And it didn't take a step. So you hire a guy, Coach Nagy from the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the offense coordinator. He brings in Heffrick, the keeper going. Mm-hmm. Brad Childress is here. They hire a whole offensive staff to build around their number two pick in Mr. Trubisky. He doesn't take a step. I think what their problem is, guys, is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. The problem is their offense, Mitch Trubisky, doesn't fit in the scheme. And we talked about this in the green room. There's two guys right now on the bus, and they're sitting across from each other, and Coach Nagy's thinking, if it's not Trubisky's fault, I mean, if it's the scheme, then it's my fault. That's my fault. <clears throat> if it's not the scheme, then it's, it's Mitch fault. Trubisky's fault, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it's somebody's it be, fault. Yeah, 17 points a game, mm-hmm. it's somebody's fault. Yes. And, and they have to get in a room tomorrow, starting tomorrow, and figure out what is the problem with this offense? No question. No question. There, there's, there's a lot of issues. I think the defense not getting those turnovers and the defense not playing to that level, I think it just opened up a lot of things so you can see what the issues are. If, the, if this is a playoff team, I don't think we actually go into this offseason and actually try to change things because you cover up a lot of the issues on this team, not necessarily just the offense, although like, we point to the offense a lot. One phase on this team is the playoff right. team, the and defense. This is a, a playoff defense. And mm-hmm. if we can improve and we make, take steps to change either the philosophy or get somebody in who fits the scheme that Coach Nagy wants to run, then they have a chance to compete. Com- coming into this season, we were saying this defense right here was a Super Bowl winning defense. Now we've 
we've tailed back some, and now if, we're saying playoffs. If they do stay I, healthy, you need though. to win the Super Bowl. If That's they do stay healthy, you got to right? go through the. Playoffs and so when they were three and one, that. what were they? Yeah. They were plus six mm-hmm. when they were three and one to start the year. They've been minus eight. Well, now they're minus six after this game mm-hmm. for the whole year, right? So the defense. But here's my question, Briggs. Mm-hmm. If you had that defense, what kind of offense would you run? Power. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to run the ball, and I'm going to play action off of it. I'm, there's going to be throws. There's going to be opportunities to throw the ball. There's mm-hmm. going to be opportunities to get the ball around to your to your playmakers. But I'm going to control the ball because there's one thing that that I've learned, and it seems like the Bears are are repeating history. You know, where you have a good defense, your offense isn't so good. You know, and the one thing that you need from your offense is just to manage games. Mm-hmm. Is you, all you got to do is manage the games. Mm-hmm. Don't give the ball up and eat up time. Keep your defense off the field. And right now, we're seeing a Bears team who has an opportunity to do that, you know. And every time you don't hand that ball off, when you know that you can run the ball, when you've shown that you can run the ball, you are you're to me you're taking a ring away from a ring opportunity away from your team. So going into and, the offseason, you'd say you want the offense, you want to see them invest in the players like uh, a tight end, offensive lineman. You want to see them get in those guys that have that, like we were talking about, that, that, that meanness, that, that, dog. that toughness, that dog in them. Yes. I, if that's the way you're going to go, that's what we'll see in the offseason. But very interesting, Matt, right, because the team we just watched here that's going to the playoffs didn't play their starters. 7-8-1 mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what does Zim, Mike Zimmer, the head coach, do? He brings in Gary Kubiak. Mm-hmm. Okay? He brings in Rick Dennison, the offensive line coach. He brings in Pariani, the tight end coach, and they install this zone boot system, which basically hides a quarterback who can't process information. Yeah. Here's my question to you. <clears throat> I have At a head yeah. coach, <clears throat> head coach Matt Nagy, will, this, will he fire his system? Here's the other, here's yeah. the other question. What about, what about this? What about maybe, maybe that's the best thing that can happen to football? Guaranteed contracts. Because guaranteed contracts doesn't say that, okay, I can't get rid of a guy that we thought was going to come in here. I, I thought this guy's quarterback's going to come in here. He's going to be the answer. So, we brought him in here. We let him do his thing. It didn't work. So now we're bringing in another staff. Or we're bringing in guys, other experts, to tailor it around what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe that is, you know, maybe if, if Mitch came in and had all guaranteed contract, maybe he would have to fire his scheme. Well, there's two things here that I, I think is interesting. I was writing it down as you guys were talking. If there's two major issues here, as Olin said, there's two guys that are on the bus, they're pointing at each other, saying, well, if it's, if it's not him, it's, it's me. me. If it's not me, it's you. I, I, I want to go. I wanna, and, then, and then you got to put Ryan Pace in the room. I, Ryan Pace's name's on the bus. Yeah. I, absolutely. We'll get, we'll get to him Relax. later. Relax. <laughs> Relax. We'll get to him Ryan's later. not going anywhere, guys. By, by the way, the, the Bears are going to have their year-end press conference on Tuesday, which I think is a really interesting choice considering that it's New Year's Eve. I think it's a very savvy, news-dumpy type move by the Bears. But <laughs> let, me, let me get to, to the question I want to ask you guys, and that's if, if we have identified a couple of different problems, if we've identified that the scheme and the quarterback are issues, which one is the easiest to fix, and which one do you think the Bears actually will fix? I'd, I'd say the, the scheme, like for right now, because quarterbacks don't just grow on trees. You know, good quarterbacks don't. And so, I mean, just like Olin said, if you look at what Minnesota did with Kirk Cousins, Kirk isn't, you know, that leaps and bounds ahead of Mitch. They changed the philosophy, and the best, you know, the best thing that can add to a quarterback is a good running game. And that's what Dalvin Cook and them did 
this year for them. And look, they're going into the playoffs. Wasn't that supposed to be the thing, though, with David Montgomery, that you were going to improve your run game from last year because you didn't have the running back that you needed (laughs) to run the scheme that you wanted, so you traded him because he was the problem. You bring in another guy, well, he can catch better. So we're going to bring him in. He's going to add to what the, the offense does. Why, why didn't that, we That was see? a huge lie, by the way, because, like, yeah. you have Tariq Cohen. So why would you need another running back who, well, he doesn't catch as good? You know, if he can run the ball and you put Tariq out there, he can run and catch, then that's, it, not, a, that's not a good in, excuse. And, and, and it's, not really, it's not really hard to figure out, right? If, if you take a look at Pace's drafts <laughs> and the free agents he's brought in, and, and like Alex points out to me, well, what about the guys, Eddie Jackson? What about Akeem Hicks? Well, those are the guys who've worked out, and they're on defense. So why is the defense good, right? If you look through Pace's drafts, his first draft was Kevin White and Jaronis Grisou, right? It, 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 we all know in your fourth or fifth year in the league, that's, that's who you that's are. prime time, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, if you're a good football player, that's, mm-hmm. that's when you become a pro bowler, when you become consistent. Mm-hmm. Those two guys, your number one pick in 2015, right now in 2019, is supposed to be the leaders of your team. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be the guy. Jaronis Grisou, because you miss on him, you got to take James Daniels and Cody Whitehair, right? Because you miss on Adam Shaheen, you don't have a tight end when Burton goes down, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not really that hard to figure out why you're not good on offense. You missed you missed on Mitch Trubisky, no matter what the reasons are. Don't look at me like that. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. You did, you did miss on him. Right. So now it, the thing you have to ask yourself now is because you've you've mortgaged the future by trading for Khalil Mack, by trading for Leonard Floyd, by trading for Miller, by trading for Mr. Biskey, because you've traded picks away. You have to figure out how you can win now. And the way you win now is with that defense. And eventually you have to change the scheme you're running. That's just the only way you can win right now. You said now. good so quarterbacks gonna, don't grow on trees. We do not have a good quarterback. So stop. Exactly. Like, I, I, we can't keep acting like we, we can't replace Mitch. With who? It doesn't matter. I can do the, what we did this year. We can do with a, a lot of quarterbacks. Like, it doesn't matter who you put but, in there. But his defenders are going to say, A.B., well, the year before, they were 12-4. and four. It wasn't because of Mitch, I, though. That's the thing. It, I understand They weren't 12-4 because it was Mitchell Trubisky's show. They were 12-4 well, because but, they had a defense listen, that took the ball away. This, this boat is going to burn. But this boat's going to burn. It's going to drown. It's going to drown everybody on it. It's like the Titanic. You get rid of Mitch. You get a, you get a veteran quarterback in here. I think things turn around. Everything's going to burn. Look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not that, burning. That should be the smoke. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> hey, my shit's not burning. But if these guys are sitting in the room and they're being honest like like they should have been last year after the double doink okay they scored 27 points a game in the first 10 games that Mitch started in right before he got hurt against the Vikings last year too they only averaged 18 points a game in their last five games Mm -hmm. right so really now if you look at it you're talking about 21 games where they're averaging under 20 points a game Mm -hmm. correct so people keep saying what happened to the offense from last year no 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 no. this offense was struggling from I mean they lost the playoff game 16-15, I think, right? Yep. At home. They scored 15 points against an Eagles defense that was decimated in the secondary. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, they had like three or four backups playing cornerback. Mm-hmm. So this offense has been struggling for a yes, while, right? So the offense is broken. Your head coach, it's your head coach's scheme. What is he willing to do for his team 
as the head coach mm-hmm. to get it right. Because he's got to get it right. Your first job as the head coach is you're supposed to run the team. Your scheme is not working for this team. He's got to bring somebody else in that's not like him. He's got to bring somebody else in that's not like him, and that's the problem. Everybody in the room is just like him. And so they don't have the ability to run the ball power game, power run game because they don't have it's not in their playbooks. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to get somebody who this is their playbook and say, okay, let's mesh this together. It's funny that you say that because I remember talking to the people that cover the team, and then when you talk about the assistant coaches, they would often refer to them as the Neggies, plural. <laughs> Saying that, that there, there is kind of this, you know, there, there, there is a, a, a like what, what you're saying. It's so weird that it, it wow. is. <laughs> I know. It's Listen, really I know weird, where you're man. going. So, so the, like, look, let's go back to London. Let's go back right. to he's on the podium in London. Mm-hmm. Now, what does he say needs to be fixed? Yep. The run game. The right? offensive line. The offensive right. line needs to be fixed. The run game needs to be fixed. Like, if, if you want to have fun, go out and watch the Saints game and watch the run game that they fixed. Watch what they ran. Yeah. They ran the ball only seven times that game. But, <laughs> but not only that, but watch the scheme they ran. And you want to get frustrated and throw something at your TV and say, like, when you say, like, do you trust – them, Coach Nagy, to fix these issues? Mm-hmm. N- not, not off of that game, I don't. Not, and, 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 you're, and, and Lance is right, and Lawrence, you're right. He needs different voices in, in there. And sometimes your success can get to you no matter who you are. Remember, now, this is a very young head coach. Yep. And he, he became head coach at all, and immediately became NFL coach. Yeah, of the year. year. Mm-hmm. If I'm 40 years old, and I'm coach of the year. You ain't telling me nothing. <laughs> Alex walk in like, oh, man, you got to throw the ball more. Alex, I'm coach of the year, bro. <laughs> you can leave now. <laughs> hey, 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 grab me coffee. See you at practice. Somebody when got his, his, when he got his chance, it was, it was Andy Reid that gave him his chance. Andy Reid, he's been in the league for a long time, and he's okay with making that decision of saying, yeah, this is not working. Right to what Olin's saying. Been saying this right here halfway through the season. Nagy's not making that decision. He is a young coach. He believes it will work. Somebody is telling him. He is listening to somebody that's telling him to run the ball. That's why we see it. We just don't see it consistent enough. He doesn't stay with it. He comes out and he runs the ball right after halftime. This game, they score. And then he goes away from it. It's like, what are we doing? We see it. He just won't stick to it, and I don't. I think that goes back to how he wants to win. I think he really cares about winning. <clears throat> it's just how he wants to win. He want to win at his scheme. You know, it's that's funny. what he want. That's how he wants to win. You know, it's funny because you know when when Lovey was coaching, and we'd have Ron or we'd have Rod. You know, there was a way that Lovey wanted to coach certain plays, certain situations, and you know he wanted to be in cover two all the time. He just wanted to be in cover two and. We had different coaches who wanted to dial up a specific blitz or this or that, you know, and a lot of the other coaching staff members wanted to run a specific play and Lovey wanted to run two, uh, cover two. I've seen them go back and forth on the, on the sideline and argue about it, and we ended up going with what the majority of the coaches wanted to run, you know, and that's an, that's an angle that maybe uh, Nagy should have by having an offensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator that's saying, hey, you know, I have a I have a run that's dialed up, but Nagy's saying, "Well, I would really like to throw the ball." So, how does a head coach learn that? How, how does one mature it to the point 
where if what they want to do doesn't work, they're able to go to something else and lean on their assistants. Like the, the, there's the idea of the, team, learn the team of rivals that you should be surrounded by people who aren't exactly like you are. How does one get to that point where they can be honest with, because what Alex, if, if what you're saying is true, if, if, if Matt Nagy is, is. is not looking at the tape, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> if, if, if he's not looking at the tape, if, mm-hmm. if, if, no matter what he wants to do, the tape shouldn't lie, right? No. no well, they s- don't lie. The stats don't, right? I mean, all you have to do is we just went all over all of it. 18 points a game in the last five games last year. In the playoffs, he scored 15. You're at 17.3 this year. You just... He just eked out a victory versus Minnesota's backups, right? Two turnovers and a safety, Matt. I mean, yeah. it's not hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah. And I, w- I would say he has to look at the context of where, where he's at as a, as a coordinator or get a coordinator in that looks at the context because every, every team and every uh, position that you have doesn't fit everybody's scheme so you have to change those things up it doesn't just you you put them in like the triangle doesn't fit a square no, you know, it doesn't, just doesn't work like that right. so uh right. you even on mars while, while being mm-hmm. while Maybe being the with guy. the bears in eight years we had five different offensive coordinators every single one of them after uh ron turner who came in he ran the power and all that stuff they came in wanting to throw the ball because we got jay cutler so they came in oh we got jay we got to throw the ball halfway through the year every time at bye week we ended up running the ball the rest of the season. And we were way more successful every time we started running the ball to help him out than when we were just letting him try to pick people apart back there because it didn't work. What if, what if it's Ryan Pace and Nagy sitting across from each other talking and Ryan Pace wants to let Nagy, or I'm sorry, Nagy wants to let Ryan Pace know that this quarterback doesn't work and I'm just going to run what my scheme is and I'm going to show you he can't run it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we keep seeing this. We see, we're seeing. I'm not going to change it. I think my system works. We saw it last week against Kansas City. Look at Kansas City; they run the same scheme. You mean like he told Mark Schlereth, so Schlereth could say that today? <laughs> he probably did. I'm sure they had a meeting. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they had a but I'm telling you, like, Mark Schlereth there is, was, was there's another for Nagy. way. Right. There's another way to look at it. And I think for Nagy, go out and run your scheme, and you see who can and can't run it. And then you get somebody else that right. can. Right. Well, like, you do, if you do that long enough, you're going to get everybody fired. Yeah. They're not going to give you that much time. So the message was, number one, uh, I appreciate the fight all year long. There, we, had, we, had some, we had a tough year. It was, it was mentally challenging for all, for all of us. But they fought through that. I like that. Uh, so I called them fighters. They're a bunch of fighters. Uh, and the message is, is that every year is always different. So uh, regardless of it. Um, next year is going to be completely different with completely different players. I hope that all of us understand, players and coaches, that what we went through this year, yet we need to turn that into a glass half full deal and learn from it. If you don't learn from it, then, then, then shame on you. You got to learn from it. And uh, that's, that's going to be our number one job is to make sure each person does that. Thank you all. Take care. Happy holidays. All right. So that's Matt Nagy, and we'll hear from him and Ryan Pace on Tuesday. A couple of things I thought was interesting that he was mentioned Ryan Pace a couple of times, that he and Ryan Pace are going to sit down and work on their plan to try and get the Bears back to, to being a place, being where they were last year. What do you guys want them 
to make sure that they focus on. When those two guys, whenever it is, even if I agree with them, take a break, get away from it, when they come back and they sit in the room together, what do you guys want them focusing on? The one thing I heard there, though, and I don't know if you guys, I thought about it. Was he in attack mode last year? Was every year different last year? Right, because all the same things were true last year. Mm-hmm. Even though you were twelve and four, even though you got to the playoffs, right. he said a lot of things. I think you heard that a young coach learned from this year. When he said, "If you don't learn from this, shame on you," I think a lot of that he's talking to himself, mm-hmm. right? Because last year, I think they were all comfortable. I think they were all at the Bears one hundred. We all saw them. We were all in the back. Mm-hmm. They, they looked like a team that went to the Super Bowl, right? But they didn't, right? So when he said. I'm in attack mode. I'm going to get this. Even if you have a good year, guys, it's the same. Yeah. Mm. It's the same. Yeah, I, hope, I hope that um, <clears throat> they don't get back to what they did a year ago. Not offensively. You know, I hope they move forward. I think uh, I want them to really turn the page on what they've been doing. And, um, and when they go back and they evaluate themselves and see what worked and what didn't work, we move this, we move this, this Bears offense toward what we believe is going to work. And what they've done in the past is not, is not the answer. Get together. Let's figure out how we want to build this team and what our identity is going to be. We went through 16 games and we still have no idea what this identity of this football team is. So both of them have to decide that, what that identity is going to be, and then go through free agency, go through your current roster, and then go through the draft trying to build a team like that. If you do it that way, I think you have a lot of pieces that can help you get to the playoffs and do some damage in the playoffs, but you need those other pieces. You need to be able to run the football when you're up by three points, four minutes to go. You need to be able to run that clock out, and that's pounding the football. You need to be able to get in a shoot. If you're in a shootout, you need to be able to score points in a hurry. We, haven't, we don't have those players on offense that can score in a hurry, that big-time player that can take one play, and he's 80 yards out the gate. We need that home run guy. Um, and I think we need some offensive linemen that are, like OG, nasty We're back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, see a, I see a coach who is uh, he's figuring it out. Like Olin said, he's a young coach. And um, we, I think most people have to figure that out once they come into the league, that you can have a great year your first year, but every new season is different. So you better come with it with the same intensity and the same uh, preparation as you have when you, when you have a great year as when you have a bad year. So you got to keep everything the same. So, um, But also – I think him and Ryan obviously have a lot to talk about. They got to sit down and be honest with each other. The worst thing they can do is sit down and, mm-hmm. and be fake and talk about, well, we, th- we think we can do this and keep yeah. that. Be honest. Be brutally yeah. honest with each other and say, okay, are we going to – we got to bring in some quarterbacks and let's let them compete and not, even, not, not saying either or change the philosophy or mm-hmm. change the quarterback. Let's, you could do both. Mm-hmm. Let's see what philosophy works best for us to win right now. Mm-hmm. And then as we do that – then let's see what let's let's see what the quarterback isn't situation it, is going to be. Isn't like. it crazy? And it makes you respect what other teams like New England Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, like what they're able to do because they're able to be good year in and year out. And you look at New England and we're hey they're having a down year. They're twelve and three. I'm not sure if they won today, but 
Jeez, like they are still they play good. Miami. I'm gonna take a while. Yeah. I think. I think. I, 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 I just think a better team. They were struggling. That they game. were struggling. I think, I think, they a, better team, they I think a better team to compare it to would be <laughs> the uh, Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. The reason, the reason why I say that's they the, won. as opposed to the other teams no, 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 because no, the Dolphins the, uh, won. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Quarterback yeah. mm-hmm. You know, outside of their quarterback situation, those three teams they've had steady quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some of the best quarterbacks in the in the league. Yep. Baltimore has found a, a new recipe. Had to put a new recipe for for offense, and they mm-hmm. they one thing they've always done is they've always yeah, tried to run the ball. They always tried to run the ball. But you know mm-hmm. the thing you look at right, and the thing they have to do is these two guys got in a room, yes, and they have to admit that their original plan did not work on yes. offense. Mm-hmm. Our original plan didn't work. So are they attacking it the same way? Are they just saying, well, we were wrong on the players? Okay, mm-hmm. so how did we find these players? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what, what did we write in our scouting reports that we actually wanted these guys on our offense? What did we miss on Trey Burton? Mm-hmm. What did we miss on Adam Shaheen? What did we miss, miss on Mitch Trubisky? Why did we think Kyle Long was going to be healthy? These are things you got to look at, right, and yes. say, okay, if we're going to stick with this scheme, then our evaluations were wrong. Mm-hmm. And the way we built our offense was just wrong, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And so what scares me, if you're Ted Phillips or George McCaskey, and a question you have to ask is, how are you guys different now? What's your new plan? Yep. Because are we doing the same thing? Like, are we going about this mm-hmm. the same way we went about it that got us to the 17.3 points a game yep. in the last 20 games under 20 points a game? So these two guys, so it's the same two guys in a room fixing the same problem they were trying to fix mm-hmm. three years ago. And they have another problem looming because are you going to sign Danny Trevathan? Are you going to sign him? If you don't bring him back, we saw Kansas City put Kukowski in a bad situation. And they, that, that's, a, that's an issue. You don't want him out on a running back. Green Bay has the same type of running back that they'll be next year putting him in that Minnesota. same situation. Minnesota has it. So these are other issues. If you don't have Danny Trevathan coming back, who are you going to replace him with? Kukowski against the run is pretty good. He's good at blitzing. Blitz, but when we're talking about him having to cover a running back out of the backfield, is going to be tough. Yeah, for sure. Just constant communication. I talk to coach every day, um, and our great relationship is going to continue. And it's just doing exactly what he wants me to do, and uh, and just put his vision that he has in his mind out into the field. And uh, he's he's made me a better player over the past two seasons. And I just got continue to I got to continue to be better, expect more of myself, and just continue to communicate with him so um, so I could help this and help lead this offense. Now Mitch is going to retreat to his own space and in, enjoy his offseason. Let me run a couple numbers by you guys, and let's talk about where Mitch is overall. For the year, 63% completions for him. 3,138 yards, 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. In every category that you're looking at for a quarterback, he is in the bottom third, or in some cases, the bottom three or four teams in the league in quarterback rating, in passer rating, in yards per attempt, in total yards, in completion percentage, in touchdowns. You guys have seen him for three years. And post-game interviews. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not going (laughs) to. Totally kill him for that. But <laughs> what is he now? Is it fair to say that you have a good book on what type of quarterback Mitchell Trubisky is after three seasons? I think so. I think um, as a Chicago Bear, um, I think we all have a really good idea of who he is um, as a football player. Um, so probably a fine fellow off the field. Probably a fine guy. 
you know, <laughs> nice enough. But <laughs> nice enough. I know who he is as a football player. Who um, is he? Um, he's the quarterback that doesn't read defenses very well, mm-hmm. can create more time with his feet, and if there's guys that are wide open, he can find ways to get the ball to them. He's a quarterback. You need to surround him with talent in order for that team to win. I don't think he makes guys better, and I don't want that guy as my quarterback if I'm building my team around the quarterback position. Now, if you want to build your team around the defense and running the football, he can help you win. He can. Um, because then you'll, have, you'll be forced to run the ball and then go off a of play action, getting him out of the pocket, stuff like that. But if you're going to have him throw the ball 40, 45 times a game, He's not the guy. He's just not. And that didn't take this year. I could have have said that 16 games ago. So he's just not the guy for me. I'm I'm fine. And he is. I mean, I met the guy a couple times. He seems like a pretty cool dude. As a football football player, player, I I think Mitch is the picture of inconsistency at quarterback. Uh, It's not like he doesn't have weapons. You got Allen Robinson. You you actually have a good running back if they would use him. You have a – and they have to find a way to use Tariq to help them out. You got, you know, guys like Taylor Gabriel obviously have been injured. But, you know, you got some guys that – you got some weapons out there. Mm-hmm. He's the picture of inconsistency at quarterback. Uh, he is a guy who you can protect or kind of hide with a run game, mm-hmm. um, kind of like what how Kirk Cousin does. You know, he, he's, you're not going to put him out there and say, go win the game. That's not the guy. I think in the grand scheme of things, Mitch is – at best, he's a serviceable backup in the NFL. I don't think he's a starter. Yeah, if you're trying to win games, and it's just hard, game. like being former football players, to the guy's in his third year, right? He's 24 years old, and after this year, you feel like he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. When you watched him play, you just don't. But you see the Chiefs come to town. And they put Tariq Hill and Sammy Watkins and Kelsey on the field. And they have a number one, the number one pick of a draft, Fisher at left tackle. And they have Schwartz and all pro at right tackle. And you look at the Bears offense as a whole, and you don't have a pro bowl. People love Allen Robinson, and they should. He's a very good football player. But they don't have a pro bowler on the whole offense. Even last year, when they were 12-4, and four, nobody went to the pro bowl. We talk about pro bowls. We don't count alternates. If you're not mm-hmm. announced on the first day, to me, you're not a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're not overly talented mm-hmm. on that side of the ball, mm-hmm. period. They're just not. So, And that goes back to what we talked about, uh, the architect of this all, Ryan Pace, Nagy's scheme. But if you're just talking about what you see in Mitch, and, and Lance pointed it out, uh, he, he, doesn't have, he, does, he doesn't have good awareness in the pocket. He doesn't process information well right now. You've got to run the ball and get him on the move for him to have any success. Let me ask you, let me get back to the Bears. We only got a few more minutes left in show. Mitch said we're close. Are they close? To what? Winning the Super Bowl or getting to the playoffs? Perception is everything. Getting to the playoffs. But here's the thing, though, right? If they're, 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 like, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Are they close? If he's talking about the playoffs, if they're completely healthy like they were last year Mm -hmm. and they're plus 12 like they were last year in turnover differential, then yes, they probably are in the playoffs. Yes. If they changed their scheme and they ran the ball for, you know, early on in the year mm-hmm. um, and found – obviously found a lot more success and scored points on offense, they're close. You can't have a you, – when you get to the playoffs, 
the quarterback is going to have to make some plays. Hell, even when we were here against Seattle, that first game that we had, Rex Say had it. to make some Say plays it. It in that game. It wasn't zero. No, he had to make some plays in that game. He had to make a throw down the seam to Rasheed Davis in overtime. He had to make that play. So eventually, you can do it all through the season that you want. Once you get to the playoffs, you're going to have to fit a ball into a tight window a couple of times to help your team win. You will say Mitch has done that, right? The kicker missed a kick last year. Robbie Gold made the kick. I mean, Mitch has done it late in games, Mm -hmm. right? He has moved him down It's one of his best attributes as a quarterback. You know, a part of the problem that hasn't been mentioned is no huddle and running the ball in play action, Matt. That's what they were good at. That's what Nagy refused to do. Yeah. yeah. I said they're, they're close, what we're talking about with the playoffs and all of that, and just getting somehow getting it the, 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 the way they run this offense it hasn't been working, and them realizing that and changing that. And you got to be honest. They got to be honest with themselves. And Coach Nagy has to be honest with his play call and everything. What you have, if you're wanting to win right now, the best way to go about that is using the pieces that you got. You have a really, really good defense. In Chicago, we've always banked on having a really good defense, being able to run the ball. And that's the, that's the road I think they should take right now. All right, you guys can you know nickname me Petty Roosevelt if you want. <laughs> no but um, I, I want to ask you, it's a small thing, but I want to ask you guys. Does Club Dub come back next year? It's who they are. Yeah. It's who they are. I don't like it. I just want to be I'm left an old alone. guy. You know, I'm an old guy. I'm one of the old guys. I don't like it, but. You don't like Anthony Miller because he, because he dances when he makes plays. <laughs> I want you to make At the I wrong time. You, I want you to make plays. I like Anthony Miller, okay? I do like him. I don't like the upside down Memphis, all that running down, and you down by 10 points. I don't like that. I agree. I agree Not with you, but. down by 10. I, I don't agree. Like that. But if he's. Typically, if he's dancing. Why are you making this about Anthony Miller? We're talking about Club Dub here. We're talking about Club (laughs) Dub. Dancing, Anthony Miller, Club Dub. I just don't like Club Dub. I I think they should get rid of it, but they won't. (laughs) They got got a lot of things to worry about. Thank you for listening to the Under Center podcast, and thanks to all the guys for their work on the podcast throughout the season. It's great to have these experts along for the ride. We appreciate it. We'll have more from them. We're not done with them just yet. Promise you, later on this week, you're going to hear some really good stuff from them in regards to what happens next for this Bears team. But we do appreciate you listening. If you could subscribe to the Undercenter podcast and rate it, that would be phenomenal. Give us five stars. Write a review while you're at it. Wherever it is that you get your podcast from, we're there. We will be there for you. I'm Lawrence. Thanks for listening. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.